Well, listen here, my delicious little piggies. Uh, I've got something to say, and it goes like this. This is a podcast, but it's a mashup, baby, between me and um, Moon Underwater, a podcast about drinking in pubs. I mean, yeah, it sounds good, and it is good. John Robbins, very good friend of mine, and the lovely Robin. They do Moon Underwater, and I do Cuddle Club, and we came together and did a sharesies. So it's part of Comic Relief. Basically, you can donate some money so you can do your bit as well and that goes to help tackle poverty violence discrimination so if you want to donate text the word podcast to 70210 texts it's a hard word to say actually if you're me they cost uh well whatever they cost 100 of your donation i guess that's a tenner or whatever you want to donate maybe you can do 20 it all goes to comic relief um you've got to be over 16 check with the bill pays permission and um alternatively you can donate online a lot of people like to get online these days <sighs> comicrelief.com forward slash podcast mashup terms and conditions there as well the other shows that are doing it are off menu my dad wrote a porno dane baptiste questions everything and the guilty feminist and loads of others so good luck listen donate have a nice time Oh, turn your face from the ululating dark. A line nine sen. <laughs> A line nine sen. <laughs> the worst for right. O'er the vale and beyond the frozen glen. Be wither the harbour and horizon line. Out, out, out into the mystery lights. Stars and stations flickering betwixt memory and desire. Come there, come hither, come hence. And hold yourself anew in the Cuddle Park. Now, what are arms for if not for snuggling? Snuggling, 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 snuggling. Snuggling. Hello everyone and welcome to a very special pub of the mind. It's the Cuddle Pub, which has revealed itself in a tender realm unknown to science or maths. Uh, I am the landlord of the Cuddle Pub and with me, as ever, is my most cuddly regular, the lovely Robin Allender. Hello, Robin. Hello, John. Hello. Thanks for saying I'm cuddly. How are you how are you feeling with cuddles within and cuddles without today? What do you mean? Do I cuddle myself? Yeah, have you cuddled yourself today? Have you checked in? I've coddled. Yeah, coddled your eggs. Yeah. Um I, I suppose I have cuddled myself. I don't want it to sound rude. No, it doesn't need to sound rude. It just needs to sound warm and tender. Yeah. Uh, but describe the cuddle pub for the listeners, Robin. Very like you know, um a soft play area. Mm. It's like that, but it's a bar. The bar is very, very soft. Yes. There's a ball pool mm-hmm. um, with with a bar in uh, under the surface of the balls. Yeah. So you have to kind of really dive deep into the balls to to order a drink, which I like. I like it too. And there's an awful there's a lot of a lot of weighted blankets lying around. Oh, there are. Yeah. And those seats that are like sort of wicker suspended eggs. 
You know those seats like wicker suspended eggs, like futuristic 60s chair pods? Yeah, the kind you might see in a hotel lobby in Bruges. Yeah, and they're actually quite hard to sit in, so I'm going to get rid of them. Okay. uh, And just replace them with just a soft, plush chair. I'd say plush is a word... I'd, I'd certainly want to associate with the Cuddle Pub. It's being bandied around like F. It really is. It's different to the moon underwater, but it's not right. It's not wrong. It's just different, isn't it? It's just different, yeah. It is plush. It's lush. It's flush. In the same way, a peach isn't better than a pear, nor a plum. They're all part of the same family, but they're sort of different in their own way. Yeah. Anyway, Robin, they're... <laughs> <laughs> they're in this, in this, it's sort of a combi pub, and it feels like, at the minute, even though it's a very positive pub, it's a very PP, Papa Papa, it feels like there's something missing, and that's its sort of, I, I guess, its origin presence. Mm, yeah, who, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mash-up, it's a mix-up, but with whom are we mixing, who are we mashing with? It's a vibe assault. It is. It's um, a totally cool takeover. Um, and Gooey! Oh, who's that at the windy? <laughs> Who it is? Who it who's is? Who's that at the windy? It's young Mother Hubbard. Yes, it's young Mother Hubbard. You're bang on the money. Come in, Lou. Now, look, it's lovely to be with my boys in the pub. Are we in the pub? We're in the cuddle pub, Lou. Can't you see it? Yes, I can. With my mind, yes. Can I just cough myself out and cough myself back in again? Yep. <clears throat> and she's in. Lovely stuff. So, what are your favourite features of the cuddle pub, Lou? Um, a soft wall mm. that's wiped down. Mm. Yes. Yeah, everything is very, very clean. It's it's all wiped downable. Don't ask why. And what about the scent? What about the scent of the Cuddle Pub? Well, it's it's surprisingly nice for now. For now, yeah. I, I, I'm going to go marshmallow. It's got a scent of marshmallow to it. That's lovely. And, um, and would um, uh, Jasmine and um, uh, the other one? Would Jasmine and the other one what? Yeah, uh, fragrance. Wood jasmine and um, is it white musk? I think it's white musk. Is it white musk? And it's white musk indeed. Yes, a body shop favorite in the late nineties. Oh, uh, a BS favorite. What's that? BS favorite. I don't know. What's that? No. Well, what about (laughs) when um, my friend guessed what scent you were getting, and uh, you were very embarrassed? No, your friend sort of made a disparaging remark about the sort of scent, uh, what was it, either a dweeb or a douchebag or a loser might wear. A young man, a young man in his prime. And that happens to be the scent that I use in my scent diffusers in my own home. Oh, right. Oh, you're talking about the scent of your house, not the scent of your body, because you're a big uh, CKB fan, aren't you? Big CKB fan, uh, representing since 1997. Well, I never thought I was a scent man until I got into Le Mail by Jean-Paul Gaultier. Le Mail. Oh, it's lovely. Le Mist It is lovely. Well, no, just Le Mail, like a man. But it is a mist. It is a mist. God, uh, you're right. <laughs> it's um. It comes in a. It looks like a, it comes in a sort of can. It looks like a can of beans. Does it? Yeah. And Are you, you sure it? it's not just beans? <laughs> it's not just beans. Bean juice. And I, I, I got it because I got I got a sample once when I was getting perfume for my mum, and it gave me a sample. I thought, oh, that's nice. And the bottle inside the kind of bean tin is a nude man. With a really nice bum. Oh, that's nice. And does the scent come out of his bum? No, it comes out of... He doesn't have a head, and the scent thing is his head. And that's what Mother asked for, is it? No, that's what... I, I got that for myself after I got I got Mother's perfume, yeah. 
Uh, sorry, I've got sidetracked. Lou, it's a delight to have you in the Cuddle Pub that we've created together. We drew up the plans, we arranged the specialist workers, designers, uh, to create this loving pub of the mind for R&D, not research and design. Red Nose Day, Romeo November Delta, as it's known in the trade. And what a treat it is to have you furnish the cuddle pub with your drinks and to have Robin and I furnish the pub with our cuddles. Yes. And and, and we said pop a red nose on for Red Nose Day, didn't we? And you said you've already got one naturally, didn't you? Yes, I did. It was a bit of humour before we uh, arrived at the uh, cuddle <laughs> if, pub. If, if they think we're not giggling 24-7, they're absolutely wrong. <laughs> they are absolutely mistaken. If they don't think life with Johnny J.R., Robin A and Lulie Lou isn't just an absolute cackle fest. It's giggles from nine to five and then six to ten. (laughs) Yeah, between five and six. Five and six, we just sit down with our head in our hands. (laughs) You start murmuring. We go from giggles to murmuring in Mm. the night. I think Mm. that's, Mm. uh, that's lovely. So in the moon underwater, why don't I explain what the moon underwater is, Lou? You explain what the Cuddle Club is, and then and then we'll dive straight in. Uh, the Moon Underwater is a podcast hosted by I and Robin, where we invite guests to furnish their dream pubs and talk about all things pub, publy, boozly. Um, we have a pub library where we add publy tomes to the collection. We have a pub jukebox, and our guests have to... Uh, select their drinks in certain criteria, and then at the end they have their pub to take away with them whenever they need it the most. Uh, Lou's going to be selecting three drinks for her dream pub tonight. Yes. Should we tell them that I'm an alcoholic now or later? Yes, Lou, let's tell them now. (laughs) Let's flag it at the start. There's no shame in that, and sometimes I have non-alcoholic beers. Oh, yes. I love it. In fact, I've got some non-alcoholic beers here this eve to dine on as we chat. Mm. Shall I go and get one now from behind the bar? Yeah, please. I'd love that. I'm going to go and get one now from behind the oh, bar. Oh, shall I get one now as well? Yes. I'm just drinking water. So, Lou, what non-alcoholic beer has the Cuddle Pub revealed to you this evening? Well, it was a lovely promoter that got me some non-alcoholic beer in and I, and no one else wanted them, so I took them home. Nirvana Brewery, Bavarian Hell's Lager. It's from a local place in Brighton, so... Ooh. It's oh, that sounds friendly. great. Mm, it's really nice, actually. Very hoppy. And I'm drinking, I've only just discovered this. It is, I think, one of the five best non-alcoholic beers I've had, which is Brooklyn Brewery Special Effects. Oh, I've, mm. I've often seen this. and It's so good, man. Because, I mean, I've been, I went through a phase of drinking Brooklyn in the late noughties. Like everyone did, you know. Mm. I, um, but I've kind of gone out of favour a bit with it. But I've heard that the non-alcoholic one is very good. Funny story. There was a guy that I knew briefly in Japan who... Um, that sounds <laughs> that sounds like I definitely had a fling with him. I didn't. But he um, uh, was a, a pisshead. And so he stopped drinking and drank non-alcoholic beers. But he was on about 20 a day. And he gave himself gout from non-alcoholic beers. Really? Holy Moses. Yeah, just because I think anything in an extreme measure, you know. So, Lou, we've talked about what the moon underwater is. We've got our non-alcoholic beers here in the Cuddle Pub. Tell us about the Cuddle Club. Ooh, it's a lovely little podcast. It's really about human relationships. So it started as a joke, called it the Cuddle Club. Sort of ask cuddle-based questions, but more like to ask, who do you prefer, your mum or your dad? Um, What went wrong in your family life? That kind of thing. 
why do you leave your partner? Great. Well, if we could just steer clear of those three core questions this <laughs> evening, then I think we'll all have a great time. Um, uh, but folks, why are we here in the Cuddle Pub? I tell you why. Because of Romeo, November, Delta, Red Nose Day. And you have the power to do something incredible this Red Nose Day. Whether it's a little or a lot, the money you donate will help tackle poverty, take action against violence and bring an end to discrimination. To donate £10, text the word PODCAST to 70210. Text cost your donation amount plus your standard network message charge and 100% of your donation will go to Comic Relief, a registered charity. You must be 16 or over and please ask the bill payer's permission. Alternatively, you can donate online at comicrelief.com forward slash podcast mashup because that's what this is where you'll also find the full terms and conditions. Other shows involved include Off Menu, My Dad Wrote a Porno, Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, The Guilty Feminist and more. Can I just say, John, I love the way you take direction. I love the way you lead and you read that beautiful. You did. Oh, that's very kind of you, Lou. Mm. You'll do the T's and C's. I've learned that about you. We'll take the day off where you do the T's and C's. Well, Lou, let's start off uh, with your first choice of any drink for your dream pub. What are you going to have? Well, is it a Friday? Uh, no. <laughs> it can be in your dream pub. It's not today. I'll have a mocktail and I'll have um, passion fruits in it. Mm. You know, like two halves of passion fruit so you can suck the innards out. And um, it's a jazzy little cocktail that tastes a bit like your dream drinking and it's not too bitter um and it, it's sort of sparkling at the top so mm. are we talking like a non-alcoholic version of um a, a porn star martini not to mince my words could uh, don't mince them um it could be they've stopped calling it that in mns now yes what's it called now rob a passion fruit martini a passion fruit martini yeah well, that would certainly tick the box of the passion fruit, wouldn't it? It certainly so, yeah, would. Stick me down for six, stick me down for sixteen of them. Okay, sixteen passion fruit <laughs> mocktails as Lou's first drink choice, and I think it's a superb choice. It's a refreshing choice. It's also probably a healthy choice. I'd say. I bet you're getting a lot of the old Vit C uh, knocking around in there. Oh, well, now she's asking. But Lou, um, it's now your turn. To ask you a question. Yes. You and Robin. Yes. Well, I would like some honesty. Okay. Well, we have to do first impressions of each other. What, when we first met? Yeah. So, um, John, I think I was round your house when you were going out with Sarah, maybe. Mm. And uh, you'd been very funny. And I think you were hiding in a dressing gown and doing a prank. And I thought, yeah, he's a funny guy. Oh, your first impression of me. Yeah. And and the lovely Robin... I'd heard about the lovely Robin before I met the lovely Robin. Then I saw the lovely Robin in a pub and I, and I thought, well, no surprises for guessing why they called him lovely. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. My first uh, impression of Robin, I met him in, the, I think, the music suite at school where everyone kept all their instruments before their music lessons. And I just remember thinking he was very, very cool. He was in the year above me and he just looked like... What what sort of a cool indie sort of cross between like Kurt Cobain and Jarvis Cocker, and I thought this guy is cool. And did you have your mohawk at the time? No, I would have been fourteen when we first met. Right, yeah, 
So you had your you had your sort of Roman coins in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, it was more of the coin phase <laughs> than the Mohican phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I mean, no no offense to Robin, I'm sure he's a very cool guy, but I think anyone to you looked very cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the first time I met you, Lou, I think it was in the, I I don't think we spoke, but I saw you in the Brooks Bar in Edinburgh. And then I I think I, either I googled you or you had I was very new to Twitter, I think, and I think you had released like a music video where you're in a bikini. Oh fuck! Oh fucking hell! <laughs> okay, we don't talk about that. And I, you want honesty, Lou? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, I having viewed you from afar and watched that video, I thought there's a girl I want to get to know. And then <laughs> seven years later, bang! I spoke to you for the first time. <laughs> Lovely story. <laughs> That was awful. I thought I was doing like a, I thought I was doing a real bit of satire about um, R&B videos, like how the girl's always in the bikini and the um, like man's in a jacket and stuff. And it's just like objectifying women. What I was doing was objectifying myself. I wasn't doing satire at all. Mm. I looked too fit. That was my problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. do you know that, that sort of is, <laughs> it is that you've absolutely hit the N on the H there. That's a problem I have a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's difficult to satirise something when you you look, you end up just looking a bit too like it. Yeah. Well, I, and I thought I was as big as a house. And I looked back at that and thought, no. You're as small as a porch. Small as a porch. Small as a porch. success. Good. Anyway, you'll go. Yes. Well, John, my first memory of you, and you, I don't know if I've even spoken about this with you, was that. On the school field, you were, knowing me, knowing you, Alan Partridge had, had been on. So this dates it to 95. So you were very young. You must have been in the second year, I think. Oh, wow. But you were doing the full... 12 or 13. Yeah, you were doing the full Partridge walk-in thing where he, you know, he pretends he has a machine Whoa. gun, pretends he takes the pin out of the grenade, <laughs> chucks it, and then covers yeah. his ears. And then, aha! And, and you I were just doing that. that to, yeah, to no one... No one to no one really. There were people nearby, but it wasn't clear to whom you were doing it. Fucking that's, hell! That's the that's my first memory of you at school. But then, I think the first time we spoke, you, you were t- you just I was walking through the corridor and you just asked me a question about Queen. I mean, they're both so on brand; it's ridiculous. You, but we must have known each other. You said like you were with your friend Robert, and you said you said settle a debate: were Queen a pop or a rock band? Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, great. I don't remember that. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. What was your answer? I said, I think I said they were a mock band or something like that. I did a joke. I, I remember after the school play, because we were in a school play together and Robin borrowed my yellow Calvin Klein <laughs> jeans because he was playing bass in the band. Yeah. <laughs> and we hadn't really spoken a huge amount, but when we had to sort of dismantle the stage, I think I said something like it's, it feels a bit like taking down a piece of your own cock. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't really make any sense. But I did find it funny. I was trying to be funny like the day-to-day. Yeah, I, remember, I vividly remember that, yeah. But Lou, first impressions. Okay, so first impression of you. I think I met you for the first time at Bristol Comedy Garden because mm. you were performing there with John and I was just uh, a hanger-on and you were very, very nice. But I, my only memory of that night is the feeling of kind of um, of shame, really, because I'd done a gig the night... Why? Well, I'd done a gig the night before where I'd said, 
I was building up the material to to do support John on his tour later that year, and I said something like, "So you know, I'm I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be you're going out on tour and support of uh, John Robbins. Who here knows John Robbins?" And no one really said anything. <laughs> and I said I said something like, "He's not Premier League. He's sort of champ- he's Championship like that." And I got a big laugh. Yeah. Right? And I told John that yeah. at the Comedy Garden thing, and John's reaction was not good. Yeah. And I felt terrible. Well, you can't help. You can't. You, you know, you can't hold yourself responsible for that's funny. And it's different circles. It's different circles. But I, I think, I, I felt. You know, when you just wish you could take something back, you've said. So for the whole rest of the evening, even when I was chatting to you, I was just thinking, ah, oh, just wish I hadn't said that. You know what? You know, you called your friend a champion. Is there <laughs> wrong with that? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's true. It's you true. can't you can't be defined by other people's reactions. You can't. Not in this industry. So there are our first impressions. This Red Nose Day, your donation will help people here in the UK and around the world live free from poverty, violence, discrimination, and support them with their mental health. This includes helping people right now in Ukraine and the mass displacement of people in many parts of the world. Head to comicrelief.com forward slash podcast mashup to give what you can now. Um, Now, what's your second question in your podcast? Well, it's it's very much related to the first question. (laughs) What's your second drink, Lou? Oh, well, I've drunk my 16 um, thingies, have I? You've had your 16 passion fruit mocktails. Well, well, I guess I'm still thirsty. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well i like a pint of lime and soda is that adventurous who doesn't lou you know it is it 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 really is so refreshing and they say to you do you want real lime or lime cordial and i say dare to dream slap them both in such a cheap drink as well what are we talking here? Is it still like 50p? No, it really depends where you go. But sometimes it's £2, sometimes it's £2.50. Sometimes I don't charge you at all. Mm. Privileged much? Sorry, <laughs> I've been on QI. <laughs> <laughs> so talk me through your ideal ratios because a lo- a, a, any kind of squash cordial drink is a very personal thing ratio-wise. So on a scale of like only detectable by scientific means to really quite strong cordial not to 10 where are you at i don't want to be a basic bitch but slap me right down the middle five out of ten strength yes i'm an i'm an average horse okay i'm always saying it i'm always saying (laughs) i'm an average horse rob where would you where would you be on the cordial strength debate that rages on social media these days (laughs) well i feel like my skill mixing you know squash and cordials was really at its peak aged 13 14 really Mm. i was very good at mixing them then and i liked a strong squash you'd uh you invite the girls back for a bit of Ribena. Yeah, and me and my brother had the exact same reaction to barley water, which is, is it gave us itchy ears. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, which is so I've never liked barley water, but I like squash, like cordial, like Ribena. It's is that a bit of an exclusive? Yeah, that's an exclusive <laughs> fact. Yeah. Wait till Chortle get hold of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you and your brother itchy ears on the barley on the water. Barley water well, yeah. well, but could could you put a figure on it? Lose five out of ten, Robin. Where are you? Five. What? So fifty fifty cordial? No, uh, no. no. 
<laughs> but that's Idiots. sort of on the strength scale up to... Oh, strength scale. Yeah. Um, strength scale. I'm just finding it hard to get the ratio and strength scale in my mind. Well, let's really. say 10 is very, very claggy. Claggy. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking 5-6. Five, 5-6. Six. Five, six. Interesting. I'm going to put myself down at 7. Really? Yeah. I don't like to be able to taste the water. Right. I just want to taste pure cord. You do ask the hard-hitting questions, <laughs> yeah. don't you? Robert? Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. You really do. You really get into it. Uh, so lime cordial with uh, lime cordial and real fresh lime, which I don't like. I would never have fresh lime in a, a lime You wouldn't cordial. have fresh lime. Don't like lime. I've just had. I've just had a lime and water. Just before my beer, I had lime and water, and it was very refreshing. Well, I bet it was. Our old friend water there, the most refreshing drink. Well, are you drinking water now? Have you come round to the idea since you declared on the national radio that you weren't um, drinking water? Well, hey, I'm not going to reopen old wounds and begin to claim that you don't need to drink water, because obviously you do. (laughs) Robin, he thinks water's a conspiracy. Really? bit. (laughs) Put out by big water. Yeah. Well, yeah. you say that. I don't think it's a. Well, it is sort of a conspiracy, but it's a. It's a conspiracy that's sort of hiding in plain sight because they they found a way of charging a pound for something that's free, and it is no different to sort of any tap or treated water. It's you know all that's kind of a load of crap, and I listened to a very interesting podcast, uh, and the podcast was about water and the the sort of hydration myth and i think it's called decodering the podcast really good podcast mm. um but anyway not to get into that again however there are people that would have you think you need to drink more water than you do e.g when i was a kid no one ever ever really drank any water at school well what 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 i will say is if you're opening old wounds with this flush them out with some water <laughs> hey water's good for you i'm not insane and it is important to be hydrated but i think like the idea of having to drink six pints of water a day or whatever is complete nonsense well let's move on quickly because we don't want the mood to drop with the whole water debate from cradle to podcast, maybe the true listening is with our hearts. Lou, what's your second cuddle club question for the Cuddle Pub? I would love to ask the boys this one. Robin, mm. how romantic are you? Right, that's a good cue. And cue means question, does it? Mm, yes. Okay. Um, how romantic am I? I think I can be fairly... I think I can be... Th- well, mm, it's difficult, isn't it? I think I, I'd like to think I am, but can I say I am? Yeah, of course you can say you are, yeah. Is it, have you done anything romantic? I think being romantic is obviously, I mean, it's, it's a kind of obvious thing to say, but it's not about remembering flowers on Valentine's Day. It's about being thoughtful all the time kind of thing. Mm. And I think sometimes I, I, I worry I get a bit wrapped up in myself and um, sometimes I feel like I'm not a good listener a lot of the time in my relationship. And that I but and I think I, I, I strive to be more romantic and to be more romantic I need to be a better listener. I'm just being honest with you. That's a very good A to a very good Q, I would say. Yeah, it's a lovely A. And it's a very it's a very uh sort of emotionally literate A to a very emotionally literate Q. Well it's funny because if you 
it is funny that you just say, oh, I could listen more. I guess every one of us could listen more. Like, don't be hard on yourself about that. But that is, like, I guess the romance is in the little things like that, isn't it? Be- being, like, showing up, I guess, more than we're going to Paris. Right, exactly, yeah. Although, hey, some guys can listen in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the last romantic thing I did was I, I got some keys cut uh, for, for my girlfriend. <laughs> we, have, we only have one key for the post box. That was quite romantic, wasn't it? It was very practical, really. Yeah, yeah. I splashed out on a fob, though. It's more necessity, I would say. I'd say romance is more putting a picture of the two of you in the key fob or something. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like sure. It's more, you'd have to do that anyway. Like, you'd have to replace a T. I don't think that's romantic, necessarily. Sure, sure. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> you know. Um, Johnny Robbins. Yes, Lily Sanders. Romance kind of guy? Uh, not currently, um, but certainly in my time. Um, I think one thing I'm quite good at that I would be comfortable saying I'm good at is sort of present buying. Hmm. I'm good at remembering small things, thinking outside our old friend the box. The problem is... You can set the bar very high, very early doors. Yeah. And you cannot maintain. When you buy someone a present which sort of blows their mind, I don't mean the expense, I mean the sort of the thought and how apt it is. Next thing you know, at the end of the relationship, you're buying them a key (laughs) fob. No, but inevitably (laughs) there comes a point where you just buy them the shoes they like or the, the bag they said they wanted or the picture they like. And it's not... You know, it's not at the end of some sort of treasure hunt full of sort of, uh, you know, relationship-related clues and that sort of thing. You can't do that every birthday and every Christmas. Mm. No. So I think sometimes I've been hoisted by my own present petard. <laughs> but, um, but, and, but, yeah, I think I am quite creative with sort of some romantic moments but i i do th- i do think it's hard to maintain it and that's what's important because the problem is it can then feel a bit like something's going from the relationship or some spark has gone yeah whereas actually you just can't you can't necessarily do that every every single year you know and what is wrong with freddie mercury merchandise <laughs> what is wrong with lady i've got a hell of a lot of it knocking around <laughs> I've got some duplicates. Let's (laughs) re-gift. I think, Lou, we should just remind people listening uh, that if you want to donate to Comic Relief... Oh, shall I do this one? Yeah, okay. Okay, if you're still listening, well done. And why don't you do some more for charity and <laughs> donate £10? you got to just text the word podcast to 70210. That's 70210 if you want it in a different format. And let's not forget those all important terms and conditions. Text cost your donation amount plus your standard network message charge and 100% of your donation will go to Comic Relief, a registered charity. You must be 16 or over, and please ask the bill payer's permission. For full terms and conditions, visit comicrelief.com forward slash podcast mashup. Oh, I won't ask you again, but i tell you who will. It's Anand Button. That was Luke on keys, if you can believe. 
You join us here back in the Cuddle Pub. And folks, let's just take a second to reflect on the ever-changing interior of this pub of the mind, this pub of the heart, I should say. Uh, Because the Moon Underwater, where Robin and I usually invite guests to create their perfect pub, is definitely a pub of the mind. Uh, It's a it's a desire pub, isn't it, Rob? Yes, yeah, it's, a, it's an idealised version of a pub. Whereas this, Lou, is a pub of the heart. What would a pub with inside your heart look like? Um, uh, very soft. Blood everywhere. Uh, blood everywhere, organs, yes. Uh, quite scary. Like a, like a sort of uh, the, out the back of a butcher's shop. Like out <laughs> the back of a butcher's shop, absolutely it <laughs> yeah. would. Yeah. Uh, no, no, come on. Lovely, a lovely place. Well, do you want a question from me? You just asked ask a question, Lou. Yeah, well, the CEO of Cuddle Club is hungry for more info. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've got it from Alan de Botain. I ask you a question from Alan de Botain. He's got something to say. This one, Robin, is from Anne de Botain to you. Okay. And it says, what would you tell, what would you want to tell your child about the world of work? About, yeah, about the world of work. What would I want to tell my child? Yeah, about the world of work. So if I had a child, what would I say about the world of work? Right. Um, uh, I'd say, depressingly, money is quite important, but you've got to do something you love. Broadly, broad strokes, broad strokes. That, but that's a nice intro to the topic, I think. Yeah. Uh, do, do you, sorry, do you need me to talk for more about that? <laughs> I, 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 I worry I'd be a bit of a concise father. Yeah, yeah. He, he'd be sort of hanging on your five words and then um, yeah. trot, trot off to bed. I yeah, I suppose so. Nothing, um, nothing more to do around here. Uh, Dad, Dad's closed up. <laughs> Mum, can you fill in some blanks? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, John, one for you. Are there particular people around who you feel squashed or cut off or disengaged? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And But do you know what I think I'm learning is that often that's what I bring to an interaction with someone, is that if I am apprehensive about them or don't know them, I can sometimes display shyness as coldness and I am quite quick to make judgments about people, I think. Um, and I need to learn to sort of more often than I think there's a way into someone. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I do have quite a small friendship group of people I've either known a long time or have quite intense, intensely sort of open conversations with. Mm-mm. So I, I need to remember when I'm making small talk with someone and I'm sort of closing down a bit because the conversation is quite day to day or whatever, that actually all all the relationships I've had, even with my closest friends, have probably started with something quite commonplace. Robin's may be an exception. Yeah, yeah. But just because you don't start on a very in-depth level with someone. And I think I'm much more, I'm much more drawn to people who show weakness very openly Mm. Yeah, because we forget that the other person might, you just think, oh God, oh God, but they might be thinking that as well. And then, yeah. So, yeah, I think lessons to be learned for Johnny J are on that front. Yes. And you've got, you say you've got a small friendship group. How big is your enemy group? (laughs) (laughs) Massive. The WhatsApp group is like over a hundred people on my enemies group. (laughs) I don't, do you know what, Lou? I don't, I, I have quite intense fears that there are lots of people that don't like me. 
but I don't actually have any genuine, like someone I would walk out of a room or would be like, oh, don't, if they're there, I'm not coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've got, I've got maybe one person, but it's even that is a silly thing from years and years and years ago. So I don't think actually there is anyone who I would have that reaction to anymore. Yeah, I've got some and I'm going to list them now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could put this music under anything. Lou, at the Moon Underwater, we have a jukebox. And at the Cuddle Pub, if you just look over there, it's in an enormous neon heart. Yeah. uh, This jukebox. Uh, But it's got no CDs on it, Lou. Well, well, well. So I think you're going to have to pick your favourite Cuddle soundtrack album. And and, and, and it's CD-ROMs you're after, isn't it? It's any format you want uh, (laughs) this uh, jukebox can take. But what album makes you feel most cuddly or most warm or most loved? Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, gosh. There's a really... Good song that I love listening to. Um, Loving is easy. It makes you feel so nice. Do you know that one? No. Do you know it, Robin? I, it rings a bell. I'm playing it now. Wait a sec. It'll come in in a minute. So I got all the words wrong and suited the tune, but you get the idea. Yeah, and also there's an awful lot of uh, adult language. Some effing. Who, who is that then? Um, Rex Orange County and Benny Sings. I don't think they usually collab together, but um, yeah, I like really pos. Although I think the lyrics to that song are a bit. There's a really good playlist on Spotify called Good Energy, and it's got really upbeat, fun songs on, and that is what I love. It's got, uh, I'm just trying to think of some It's weird when sometimes when you go back to songs you thought were very romantic, you actually realise they're incredibly problematic. Yeah. Like there's a song by Band of Horses where the lyric is something like, and it's, you almost don't, you almost just assume it's romantic, but he says, no one's ever going to love you like I do. It's very threatening. That's line. a really horrible, <laughs> yeah. like controlling message to give to someone. Yeah. Well, the first line of God only knows is, um, I may not always love you. Yeah, there's a sort of there is a slight sort of emotional violence behind those sorts of lyrics. Yeah, there's a very good song, uh, "Good Day" by Nappy Roots. That's really good. It's really upbeat. Um, but what album is it going to be, Lou? Well, it's not going to be an album because albums are absolute guff. What? It's going to be. It's going to be. <laughs> is it going to be a playlist? It's going to be a playlist. <laughs> albums are guff. Okay, so what have we got so far? Unsubscribe. <laughs> Nappy Roots. Nappy Roots. Loving is easy. Yeah, uh, good day. Uh, loving uh, loving is easy. Um, well, how many songs do you want? So the, the playlist is called Good Energy, and that's what you want. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, I'll have that playlist. Good there. Energy it's playlist. Not mine. It's not mine. I've got a playlist called Party 1000 as well. Oh, that's nice. I've got one called Ongoing Vibes. Oh, that's nice. Well, I don't think we have time here in the Cuddle Pub Lou for you to go through your entire phone creating a playlist off on spec. <laughs> no, no, but you've got two songs that'll do you for now. Yeah. So what the problem is with bands you don't know that are modern is I'd never know what's the title and what's the band. So could you say those again, please? Oh, you're writing them down, are you? Yes. Yes. Well, these aren't even modern. Well, these aren't. Yeah. I mean, these aren't modern, I don't think. Nappy Roots, Good Day. That's really old, I think. And okay. then um, 
loving is easy i think loving is easy i don't know how old that is but it's by two older guys rex orange county and benny sings Before we let you go to take your cuddle pub with you into the outside realm, uh, what's your third drink? So far, you've got 16 passion fruit mocktails, uh, lime cordial with both the cordial and fresh lime at a 5 out of 10 intensity rating. So what's the final one? Big cup of milk. (laughs) (laughs) Big cup of milk. Lovely big cup of milk. But you're vegan, Lou. Yeah, vegan milk. Lovely big cup of nut milk. What nut? It's 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 a, it, it, it's it's oat nut. It's oat nut. Oat nut milk. It's oat nut milk. Yeah. Is that a milk? It's oat it's oat milk mixed with twenty percent almond milk. Okay, very good. I, almond milk is my milk of choice, uh, not the unsweetened one, because. I'm just young and so re- re- vibrant and resilient. Yes, we're all thinking that. And also the unsweetened one takes, tastes gross. Mm. We know you should get, oh, Rude is very good. And it's nothing else in it, just almonds and wildflower and everything. I have Alpro. No, that's not as good for you because it's got loads of shit. It's got loads of shit in it. Does the it? One, yeah, but the rude one has just got like two ingredients. Well, I think that's rude to not invite more ingredients to the party. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we've had a lovely time, haven't we? It's been delightful, actually, yeah. We've had a it. wonderful day out. Mm. And um, I like that I was going to do your podcast for money and then I ended up doing this for nothing. Well, char- is charity nothing? <laughs> yeah, Lou. <laughs> you, may, you may have caused someone to donate £10 by texting the word podcast to 70210. I mean, I'm guessing, Lou, you would have rather have given the tenor to Comic Relief and done our podcast for money because you'd still have been up there. Yeah, I'm only joking. I'm only messing around. Can you cut that bit out as well, please? please. It's funny, Lou, because it's a nice way into the texting. Um, 100% of your donation will go to Comic Relief, FYI, a registered charity. You must be 16 or over. And please ask the bill payers permission or you can donate online at comicrelief.com forward slash podcast mashup. We'll also find the full T's and C's. Booyaka! I just wanted to add, really. Yeah. I was going to hype hype man you, but um, I said, forgot what hype man did half, halfway through, and then I shouted booyaka at the end. Well, I think they just give lots of lovely compliments by saying, mm. "Ladies and gentlemen, lovely. please welcome to the stage." Oh no! Don't they go? No, they dance around going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." No, I wouldn't want any of that. I just want someone to come on, read out my GCSEs, my A levels, um, few list a few of my awards. <laughs> Um, say he's he's just shy of six foot, looks good on it. Um, recently had a very very pleasing haircut, which he's happy about. Um, you know, less said about bowels the better. Mm. Um, <laughs> decent taste in music, dresses well. Uh, yeah. And who and who wants to who wants to take it home? And who wants to take <laughs> it home in a doggy bag? The less the less said about bowels, the better. I do like the way you're getting the kind of negative. You know what you're in for, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not going to dominate your relationship, but it will play a part. Mm. But I mean, even if someone's got really good, healthy bowels, the less said about it is still the better. Yeah. Well, I've got lovely bowels, and I'll leave you with that. <laughs> lovely stuff. Uh, so we we gift. Lou Sanders's cuddle pub to her to take away to drink passion fruit mocktails whenever she uh, gets the urge, her lime cordial and also her big old cup of milk. Uh, we thank you for listening to this podcast mashup of The Moon Underwater and The Cuddle Club. 
for comic blooming relief, guys. Um, are you doing the televised show, Lou? No, no, not me neither. And also, they did come. The comic relief guy, Richard Curtis, and his lovely wife Emma, no partner, not married. They did come and see me at a gig uh, ages ago, and there hasn't been the offer. No, not forthcoming. Which, when I look around, I sort of think That's, that is a bit of an odd choice not to have me in the mix. Very odd. I did it once live, and it um, everything went wrong. Um, and I really felt like I held my own in amongst the chaos. But oh, well done. Sometimes in showbiz, you don't get rewarded. But you probably don't get a fee anyway, so I'm not so bothered. Yeah. Yeah, it's a complex area. It's a complex area, no doubt. Uh, so, Lou, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Check out Lou's podcast, The Cuddle Club. Check out our podcast, The Moon Underwater. And donate some blooming money to a good cause. And check yourselves out if you need to. Okay, goodbye. Now, what are arms for if not for snuggling? Snuggling. 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 Snuggling.